naturally occurring psychoactive compound, psilocybin, is found in over 200 species of mushrooms. Despite their millennia of use by humans for mental and spiritual well-being, they have been classified falsely among the most dangerous and illegal of substances. Locked away from those who need them most. The Psilocybin Chronicles documents the individuals who courageously consume, collect, or cultivate these mushrooms to improve the quality of their lives. Won't you join us as we welcome the return of psilocybin? Welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles. I am your host, Eric Osborne. This podcast is intended for educational and harm reduction purposes only. The Psilocybin Chronicles, Michael Meditations, nor myself condone any illegal activity. Brienne has performed a variety of public and professional services over the years, working in municipal buildings such as county clerk's offices and libraries. She has battled depression and anxiety for decades. She came to Psilocybin for healing from these existential ailments. Won't you join me in welcoming Brienne to the Psilocybin Chronicles? Brienne, welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles. Thank you. Uh, it's been really, really wonderful sharing the week with you in Jamaica. Uh, and uh, I felt like, even though this is kind of a last minute recording, uh, I felt like it was really important to uh, encapsulate your story um, for the listeners, but for the group um, that you're here with and a part of and for you um, for the most part uh, I want to make sure that you have something to really tie you back to this experience Um, so thanks for doing this before we get into all of that though please tell our listeners if you were going to consume psilocybin mushrooms with anybody in the world who would it be and why um well I'm pretty sure my sister would never want to do psilocybin mushrooms but I would like to do them with her anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> just because, um, you know, it just draws you closer together to anyone. And I just, I feel like our relationship could use some work and mm. I'd like to grow closer to her. And so, yeah. Hmm. And you don't, you don't think that she would be open to it or? No, no, I don't, but I wish she would be. <laughs> Oh, how many times I've thought about, you know, the value of doing this with families and and how unfortunate it is that because of these stigmas, you know, that our families are not necessarily inclined to and uh, miss out on a lot of benefit there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What you touched on, though, the 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 closeness that comes out of even strangers, you know, you've seen that a lot this week. And um, would you would you care to talk about that? A little bit? Yeah. Um, I've never felt uh, connected to people in the, in the way that I have um, that I have this week. Um, I have a lot of uh, anxiety, social anxiety, just um, worrying about what people think of me and um, assuming that it's always bad. Um, I know it's... You know, it's not logical, but it's just, um, it's just the kind of the thought pattern I've developed. And, um, so, um, that disconnects me from a lot of people. Um, it makes me think that I'm, I don't fit in anywhere, um, that people don't like me or they think I'm weird or something. Um, so, um, just feeling an absence of that, even, even, you know, just, just a mild absence of that was really something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you sure fit in with this group of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us when the first time you heard of psilocybin uh, was and kind of what did you think when you, as you heard about it? Um, I really can't remember if I'd heard of them before I did them. I mean, I did them in college, you know, it was just, you know, like most people, like, you know, college kids, just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Here's a um, drug, take it. Drug, yeah, take it. Um, um, 
then I, the first time I really became aware that it was um, something more than that was when I, I read this book by uh, Daniel Pinchbeck called Breaking Open the Head. Mm-hmm. And it was um, about all the different kinds of psychedelic experiences he'd, he'd uh, had. Um, and it just like, I was just like, wow, this is, this is something that I need. I knew even back then that was when I was 22 that I, I needed that kind of experience mm. because there was just nothing that I felt would ever get through to me besides mm. um, these plant medicines. What kinds of have therapies have you tried? Um, SSRIs, which did nothing, yet I took them for 10 years. Mm. Um talk therapy i tried all different kinds of just like i I even i even did like soul retrieval with a shaman Mm. um and just nothing moved the needle for me ever Mm. Hmm. wow Um, and has been moved considerably this week though yeah i mean it's still going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, to, to change um, the way I think and um, the way I view myself. And, but the, what I experienced was really extraordinary. Well, why don't you talk about that? So, so first you had some psilocybin in college, just kind of a play thing. Yeah. Um, was that just one, two experiences? Um, it was, like three times in college, and then I went to Amsterdam once and ate some, I think some edible mushroom, you know, just some like some, and a brownie or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and that was, that was it. <laughs> okay. And those were just kind of playful experiences or yeah. did you ever have yeah, any um, tough moments in there? I did. Um, there, uh, I, I, I did it with my best friend once and um, it was just me and her and she decided to go up to her room to be alone and that was when things got dark for me. Mm. Um, I was I was ac- I was getting visuals which I, I didn't get any this week at all but mm. I was getting it was just kind of like these this vast cosmic, aloneness that I was feeling and kind of I I can't really describe the visuals but just and it was just like I just felt so profoundly alone Mm -hmm. and um and come to find out later my friend was upstairs having multiple orgasms (laughs) (laughs) well you saw you know multiple ends of the yeah parts of the spectrum this week anyway yeah. so yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. i've gotten there with it but yeah. uh yeah well that could still await who knows where psilocybin <laughs> the road with, with psilocybin will lead for you yeah. um but so with this week um after having transitioned uh from this kind of um playful approach or random approach and now coming at it uh with this in- intention um I'd love, I'd love for you to share kind of what you've experienced and seen before you do though. I, I really want to re- reiterate what you so wisely said is that, you know, that there's so much more work to be done and that this is, you know, a, a, a part of your path. Um, and what I really, again, want to just so sincerely convey to you, um, is how much I admire and respect the perseverance that you have had to get here. And I think that's a big reason why you got the results that you have and the material that you now have that you can work with and get the results, yeah. you know? Um, so massive, massive respect. Um, but yes, please, once you, uh, for our listeners kind of give an, an idea because <laughs> you know, words won't do it justice of yeah. uh, the trajectory that you've been on this week. Okay. So, um, the first three gram trip was, um, um, it was just kind of like, 
an amplification of kind of my normal or kind of baseline emotional state. Um, just feeling some anxiety about some, you know, health issues, thinking about that, um, uh, feeling just having some, some crying, not, not like, not like, (laughs) it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite more mild than on my last trip, the crying, but, um, um, so not really too much remarkable in that one. Um, but the second one, um, I, it was, uh, it was really not what I was expecting at all. Uh, I was really not expecting to laugh for three hours. <laughs> um, but that's what ended up happening at first that I, um, I was trying to, you know, ask the mushroom what it was that it wanted to teach me. And, um, I wasn't really getting an answer. So I took out my earbuds. I stopped listening to my music and, um, that's when things kind of got pe- really peaceful and, uh, serene. And I felt, um, the aliveness of, uh, nature around me and I felt alive in my body. And, um, and then I started hearing this voice and it was, um, I found the voice very amusing. (laughs) I thought it was the voice of the mushroom talking to me at first, but, and I was just giggling because it was just, I, I couldn't really understand what it was saying, but it sounded very funny to me. Um, and then I realized it was another retreat participant who was, um, having a, as he said later, a a beauty gasm. Um, but he, and then he, I looked up and he was just, I mean, it was just evident that he just couldn't take it. He was, he just couldn't take it. He was just (laughs) having a, (laughs) and I know that he wasn't trying to be funny, but I just found him very funny and mm-hmm. I was just the laughter that was coming out of me like I just have not ever laughed like that in my life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just um it felt really good <laughs> it felt really good to laugh like that mm-hmm. you said there was one like one line or one sentence that kind of came to you as we were sharing in the integration circle that you felt like the mushroom was telling you uh yeah, um, this it's kind of like I, I. It was kind of like it's not that serious, <laughs> or just like don't be so serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Laugh, <laughs> have some, <laughs> you know, as as you said, oh oh shit, you know, just like oh <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the giggles, you know, it's just the mushroom giggles. They, they just came over me and, and, and I, and really enjoyed sharing those giggles with you and <laughs> sitting there, you were sitting there next to me. And yeah, yeah. I think that you were surprised to see me laughing so much. I was, I yeah. was, um, cause you were kind of in, in tears a little bit before that. Yeah. And I mentioned to Zoe, I said, oh, you know, I hope this soon shifts to laughter yeah. and uh and it did like in about five minutes or so you started um started in laughing and it was true what joan said you had such a beautiful laugh and she said that the first night the night of the first dose um talking about you know your <laughs> adventuresome bus ride in yeah <laughs> uh, and uh your laugh um so let's talk about that alive feeling, something you haven't experienced. Yeah, I have a lot of um, anxiety just every day, just like um, just feeling like I can't relax. And I feel that in my body, feeling like I, my breath is always just like, like I can't get a deep breath and my diaphragm can't move like, you know, like it should. And um like this tightness in my throat, just feeling just like 
just just nervous and anxious all the time. Um, and um, it was like I it was like my breath became a bellows, like like it should be, you know, like mm-hmm. just like this, you know, freedom in my my body to just move like it should be able to. Um, made me feel alive. <laughs> have you have you been finding yourself breathing in the same manner since that trip? Um, I have to consciously, you know, I have to consciously. Um, it's not gonna. It's not gonna come on its own. It's, I mean, yes. it's because it's. It's um, I have to do things to consciously relax like mm-hmm. spend time in nature and and things like that it's mm-hmm. not just that breathing even yeah. just that breathing to yeah. consciously remind ourselves yeah. and you know the thing is is like that's that is i that that's normal like that's normal most people are yeah. are regularly just shallow stress breathing yeah and it's totally normal for us to have to remind ourselves to calm the fuck down yeah take a deep breath yeah it's all right now yeah but um, even that that feeling was of just like kind of relief and aliveness was not nearly what I experienced on the third trip, mm-hmm. which I'll mm-hmm. go into that if, unless you any more. Yeah, to say no, about the no, 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 no. I just was just thinking about that. Really, that trip that was yeah. um, that was a beautiful that was just a beautiful time with you there, um, yeah. and. Uh, you know, in my experience, um, not, I, I had not eaten mushrooms and I'm, as we're talking and I'm, I'm connecting to that, that space and that time. And, um, I'm just fascinated that this experience is not confined just to the time when you ate the mushrooms and when we ate, when the mushrooms were eaten and that it's going to carry through, um, so clearly visible to me because I can get there right now. So yes, carry us on through the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I described it earlier as it was kind of a perfect storm that leading up to this catharsis, um, uh, you know, because it was raining, we were kind of confined to several spots like the, um, the, the house or the porch and then the, the, um, the hut. Um, and, uh, I was feeling at the beginning that I just didn't want to be that close to other people. Um, but I didn't really have a choice. Um, so, um, started out in the hut and then, um, I just felt like nothing was happening. Like I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't feeling any sadness or fear or anger, just nothing like, and I was just becoming increasingly agitated, uh, by that and, um, went up to go to the bathroom, um, came back, um, tried to sit outside the hut in the chair and it started raining on me and that agitated me even more. Um, and I, that's when I <clears throat> came up to you and, uh, sat next to you and I incoherently <laughs> tried to convey what I was, I, I don't, I wasn't clearly, uh, expressing myself, but, um, what I was, um, not only just the, um, the confinement of, of that I was experiencing, but just that I was looking around at everybody else and I was convinced that they were having an experience and I wasn't, that, um, I wasn't, that this was the trip and I wasn't going to experience any kind of release or, um, or, you know, catharsis or beauty or connection or transcendence or anything. It was just like my, monkey mind was going crazy. It was just, I was comparing myself to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I was just being intensely bothered by all the sounds that everybody was making um, and just wish that it could all stop and it would all just be quiet. Um, and um, I was <laughs> asking you why, why, why am I not experiencing anything? And, and you were telling me to let it out. And um, I started crawling on the ground and just pacing around and um, finally I the turning point was when I told screamed at everybody to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> which I felt bad about doing but that's, that's what, what needed, needed to happen, happen. <laughs> <laughs> what needed to happen um, and um and then I screamed about everything being meaningless and uh, that there is no beauty or connection. And uh, I started crying really hard. Um, and I was stumbling around and just eventually just finally sank to the ground and um, <clears throat> finally stopped crying. And that's when that's when uh, the I experienced the beauty gasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just um, this mo the most beautiful feeling because I was just laying there on the ground and it was this feeling that I was being cradled by the earth and I was just feeling for the first time the real, just that loving energy of nature. Mm. Um, and it was so beautiful um and i just laid there for a long time just soaking it in um i remember just like seeing this bug crawl on my leg and just seeing it in this minute detail and like even just connecting with this bug mm -hmm. and i felt like i felt like the, the an another animal like i felt like i was at home and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in nature mm -hmm. um and um that's when i i just i just felt this incredible emotional and physical release it was like now oh, this is like embarrassing for me to say but it <laughs> um but it was um it was like i had had an orgasm like just that limp, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. limp feeling that you have, just like, ah, mm -hmm. uh, like just of total and complete relief. Yeah. Um, and I just never wanted to get up from that and just wanted to keep laying there forever. Um, and eventually I started laughing. <laughs> I was, uh, and then I heard you laughing and that was a wonderful moment I felt like you were proud of me mm -hmm. um like I was proud of myself mm -hmm. and it was like it was like nature had just told me that um I'm I'm alive in my body and um I am I'm I'm, I'm a part of things and um that I should love myself and uh I was just laying there for a long time, just and I was just humming. I was just humming to myself, just feel, just feeling that vibration in my body, just feeling my body, mm -hmm. because for so long I've just been numb physically and emotionally, and that's what and you said. It knows what you need, and that's what I needed. I needed to feel alive in my body. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. And you are wonderful. Remember it said yeah. that too. Yeah. And you yeah. are wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It has been like, it's like, cause I've, I've read about that whole like cell retrieval and all, you know, this all this stuff. It, is, it is literally like we have seen your spirit like concentrate in your body. Um, or your consciousness, I don't know what the fuck, but it is, it, it's been so amazing what we've seen over this last week. And knowing that you are committed to this path of healing, 
I'm confident that you are going to continue to grow and benefit and you're going to continue to feel more in your body, more alive in your body. Um, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it makes it all worthwhile, Brian. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, I know it looks like all I do is eat mushrooms and laugh, <laughs> but there's a lot of shit that's going, that goes on behind the scenes that sometimes I wonder if this is, and I, I am reminded every week or every other week on retreats now twice that how absolutely worth it is, but it's people like you. And like, what's so like, I just keep like, I keep thinking about this when we're not together as a group, but how like you came here seeming like the most damaged person, right? And yet you have been like the greatest example and support to everybody here. It's just, yeah. Wow. I never would have thought that. I just never would have thought I would have that much value to the group, you know? Enormous value. I mean, everybody, of course, but like the way you showed up and it's just, you cannot. And I I see this stuff all the time. I work with these groups all the time. I know. It's real. It's real. And these people would not have gotten as far as they did if it wasn't for you. Um, so that whole, that whole thing, like, you know, it was like, uh, like it, it was just, it's, it's just like uh, four hours of insanity and like you in the midst of it, you're like, how the fuck? Cause I was trying to, you know, I was telling you, like, I know it seems crazy, but there will be benefit. And you're like, what the fuck? How can there be benefit? What the fuck? So like, what do we do with that? You know, what do you, what do you, how do we put those two together? You know, this like just seems like at one for one instant or for two hours it's just pure insanity what's going on why did i do this to myself why did i do this to myself and then it's like this was the greatest thing that i could have ever done like have you thought about that like how it turned yeah yeah it was when i i feel like i just finally just let go and just let myself be cradled Mm. Uh, and I stopped fighting against what I thought mm-hmm. um, the experience should be or mm. what every, you know, what I was experiencing versus what other people were, you know, like <laughs> if it was what they were experiencing was better. <laughs> and that's when I, I, I got, I just got all out, all, all that rage. And like you said, let it out, let it out. Yeah. And that's when I got it out and I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I, if I think of myself as a very nice person, yeah. Uh, so to say, to tell everybody to shut the fuck up <laughs> is kind of a stretch for me. And me and Joe <laughs> were like, yes, yes, yes. When you were saying that, and you're like, yeah, tell them girl, tell them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that was like a huge turning point for me. Like just to, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, I felt bad saying it, but it needed to be said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it it allowed me to get out all that frustration and make room for you know the the connection that I made. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the first things you spoke of this week was how you know not like not feeling confident in the sound of your voice and in what you're saying. Yeah, and like that's that is definite confidence. In yeah. Your- <laughs> I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness. Uh, well, you've got, a, you've got a lot of material to work with here. Um, you know, I, th- I think you, you know that you'll see that. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with you more in the weeks and months ahead to, to see how you're uh, applying these experiences and lessons. And I'm confident that you will. Um, so since you have a, um, significant history in, or, uh, and just, just, you know, I could say it, you've had, you have, you're, you've struggled, your mental, mental health has struggled. Yeah. Uh, you have been day in and day out. 
I know. Like we spoke when we first spoke on the phone. I mean, I was like, I could tell, and but like, God, what a different, different vibe this is here. But like, so, so as someone who has struggled in the system, um, trying to find relief for decades, um, what is what is your hope for psilocybin as a therapy? Um, well, this is a hope for society at large, and that's that um, we can. Um, stop commodifying everything and um, move to um, uh, healing instead of uh, making profits from people and profiting off of everyone's misery. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means um, turning away from pharmaceuticals and uh, coming to uh, plants and, and nature and, um, coming back to just connecting with other people. And um, so I feel like, you know, psilocybin is a natural part of that. Move away from uh, everything being commodified and um, just, uh, you know, thinking about healing mm-hmm. people and, and society instead of profiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and um, I hope that, um, I mean, I was lucky enough to be able to come here. I've told um, people I know about it who, you know, won't be able to. You know, they, they can't take time off from work because um, they work two part-time jobs and um, can't afford to take any time off of work or, you know, or they just can't afford it, period. Um, so ideally, you know, we would be able to have these things, uh, where, you know, at least people could be able to drive, you know, four hours or something, you know, to get the treatment and, um, not have to, even though I have loved being in Jamaica and it's been Mm -hmm. such a great experience and, um, but you know, the reality is that not everybody can do something like this. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we shouldn't have to travel such <laughs> to great, such country, great yeah. distances for any type of healthcare. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and believe me, if I could be, well, I was doing this work in the States until they, you know, put that to a stop. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, shit, I miss Kentucky. I love Jamaica, but I miss Kentucky. I'd love to be home working and doing this in my community. You know mm-hmm. how, how good it would feel if somebody like, you know, somebody like me that works with civil seven, like I do could be working within my own community instead of having yeah. to come to a foreign. So, yeah. And then it costs so much money and they're burning planes, burning fuel. And it's just yeah. like, fuck, I, I totally get it. I know. And, and this is such a, this is a medicine that can be almost free. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Which is, uh, I feel like why maybe people don't, you know, it, it's being fought so hard against because, you know, can't patent it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you could, it would really would not be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing yeah. goes, you know, with the, uh, because psilocybin, there are certain and people would convince or would, could, uh, would, um, accuse me of trying to commodify psilocybin and they have no idea how expensive it is to run things in Jamaica. But, you know, there's the whole, um, synthetic stuff that's coming along and it, it very much is being treated like a, uh, standard pharmaceutical. Um, and I don't know, we'll see, it will be interesting well, to see how that unfolds. I, yeah. I think there's a lot of danger in that because I mean, these plants have consciousness. Mm-hmm. They, they can't just be treated as another drug. Thank we you. have to have respect Thank for, you. for, for that and for the amazing, gift yes thank you and thank have, you yeah that's the organism yeah. the nature yeah yeah definitely thank you for saying that yeah um uh, so billboard what's your what's your billboard gonna say oh god <laughs> uh um psilocybin soak up the healing Ooh, i like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many good things that could be said about psilocybin um, and that one there, you know, who was it? 
Rihanna. I don't know. Somebody was talking just now in the integration session about like feeling this like healing energy around during yeah. the sessions and whatnot. And I, I certainly, like, I, I just, after like, you know, doing, I don't know, a dozen or so sessions now without dosing with people and still like feeling that feeling that that healing like just like you can you can feel it there comes a point anyway um where you can feel the healing that's taking place in others and when you were releasing last night i just was like smiling so big because i could just feel it i mean we're it's like we're all connected and it's like not like we're just kind of like we're all connected yeah we're all really all life is connected and it's such an amazing thing uh, and you are an important part of that thank you thank you all right well um i look forward to talking with you back home um i have so very much enjoyed working with you here in Me jamaica too, eric I, I have great respect for the work that you do and um, must be really hard work, but I know it's really rewarding, but thank Thanks, you for Brandon. doing it. Thanks. It is, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. It's been a pleasure yeah. having you on the Psilocybin Chronicles. I also, I also yes. want to say that I felt very safe the whole time. Oh, I was, I was here. So very, very well cared, well cared for. <laughs> yeah. You snot monster. You, <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the prettiest fucking things. I was just like, uh, you're covered in snot and grass and scr- screaming about how you're not having an experience. And I was just like, this is so beautiful. This is a... Yeah, I, I looked like hell. I <laughs> looked like hell. It was like, uh, yeah, it was... It was primal. It was primal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again, Brian. Thank you, Eric. Psilocybin, soak up the healing. Wonderfully said, Brienne, wonderfully said. So listeners, Brienne had, as you heard, a wonderful though tumultuous time in Jamaica. As with some psychedelic experiences, her time afterwards was immediately more tumultuous than wonderful. This is not abnormal. Years ago, when I was Training for psilocybin leadership multiple times after amazing revelatory trips, I would the very next day go back into an abusive relationship or a job that I despised, finding myself in tears and wondering to what good were any of these lessons as long as I was imprisoned by someone else's trauma or unfulfilling work. Over time, I began to realize deeply through these mushroom encounters that I did, in fact, deserve to be in a loving relationship and have meaningful work. Now, this isn't necessarily Brianne's experience, please understand. To my knowledge, she is not in any abusive relationship whatsoever. Her husband, understandably concerned about his wife flying to a developing country to do psychedelic drugs with strangers, had some concerns. But to my understanding, again, he has been very supportive of Brianne's path towards healing. Brienne has struggled, as many do, going back into a world that is unaccommodating to the needs of an individual like herself. What I'm getting at is that integrating a powerful psychedelic experience often isn't easy. Frequently, this interactive hologram we are swimming in spits up the sharks and squids just when we think it's smooth sailing. While challenging, this is a powerful opportunity to come face-to-face with some of our greatest fears the very aspects of our lives that we are often confronted with in the mushroom state. As psychedelic therapy becomes more common and the dialogue takes on a more public face, of course this topic of integration becomes a big part of the conversation. You can easily go online and find any number of integration experts, individuals who will help you integrate your experience. In many ways, I do believe that people are using this title as a way to try and be relevant in this rapidly developing field, but I also believe and know that it is an absolutely necessary component in processing of the psychedelic experience. It doesn't always require an expert to apply the perspectives gained in the experience or to tease out further lessons. 
quiet walks in the park, meditation, people watching, exercise, artistic and creative expression, heartfelt conversations with friends and family, journaling, directly applying the occasionally blunt messages that come through psilocybin, these are all forms of integration. You see, it seems like the way psychedelics are being presented, psilocybin in particular, that there is a false expectation that you will take a medicine, have an experience, and then feel better. This is not Tylenol, folks. The experience unfolds for days, weeks, months, and years. We don't even know what close to what the experience is going to be before we step into it. And the integration process is ongoing. I'm still learning lessons from my very first trip over 20 years ago. And I'm happy to say that I'm back painting, (laughs) which was part of that trip 20 years ago. For Brienne, though, an integration specialist was absolutely necessary. I recommended Brian Murphy. Uh, and will continue to do so. He is an integration expert in New York. Uh, based on my knowledge and experience of his work, it was just what Brienne needed, and apparently I was right. Thankfully, I was right. Brian was able to help Brienne take those realizations and experiences she had on psilocybin and apply them to a mental framework that assisted her in more easily accepting her situation and changing her perspective. In her words, Returning home from Jamaica was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the message I received in my third trip about being a part of things has served as an anchor for me as I try to integrate my psychedelic experience. It's kind of spooky how fitting it is that I'm doing parts work with Brian, which has led to a shift in my inner dialogue and also to insights into entrenched behavioral patterns and relationships with my family. For me, it's been a process of squaring what I thought I wanted out of the experience with what I actually got. What I wanted was to be this happy and confident person whose depression was no longer a financial and emotional burden on her loved ones. But doing the parts work, I've realized that in thinking that way, I've treated my most vulnerable self as something to be pushed aside instead of healed. It was like I was telling that part of myself, get the fuck out of my way. There's all this stuff I want to do, like write a book and have a kid and get a decent job. But I can't do that when you're constantly sabotaging me with all your pain. So step the fuck aside. And that wasn't a compassionate approach. So, while Brienne had a very powerful and positive experience, that was far from the end for her. I have been so impressed with the way she has engaged with this process. I do see people run from the experience afterwards. The mental pathways we have developed are deeply ingrained in us, and it is frightening to think about changing our thinking and behavior. But this is exactly what we need to do. The old methods aren't serving us. And what good is a psychedelic experience that goes unapplied? I work with many clients like Brienne who refuse to allow their psilocybin experience to be a fleeting glimpse into their psyche. This work is intended to change our lives, but it most likely will not happen overnight. However, if we stick with it, if we stay disciplined, changes will come. While the research and literature is exciting indeed, I truly believe that people are being misled to some degree. Psilocybin absolutely can change you overnight, but this is not the norm. Most of us have... Decades of ingrained negative self-talk or self-defeating doubt and fear. It takes time to heal, and psilocybin can heal us, but it is not generally miraculous. (laughs) But it sometimes is. Brienne has been a very special guest to me, as you can probably tell. True to her nature, she sent me a serendipitous message just before our dose this week, letting me know how much my support had meant to her. What made the timing so perfect, though, is not the upcoming dose, but the email I received preceding her message. This email was from my attorney in the U.S., letting me know that the judge in Indiana had finally signed off on my felony reduction. I cannot begin to tell you what a relief that was. And then to immediately receive a message from Brienne thanking me for supporting her. Well, I just broke down. Uh, You see, I know that psilocybin doesn't fix everything. And while we do support our guests here and after they return as much as we can, we are, of course, limited. 
I do lose sleep some nights thinking about the people I work with. I have significant insight into how much pain there is in this world. And it troubles me that I cannot fix it. I cannot take it away. Psilocybin helps enormously, but it's not a silver bullet. Oftentimes it opens up wounds that we had forgotten about and it requires continued effort to heal. It demands our vulnerability and it requires that we reach out to others for support. We are all in this together, folks, whether we know it or not. And in an effort to remain vulnerable and in the hopes that my audience will be able to really feel my devotion to this work, I am going to include here uh, the voice note that I sent Brienne after receiving her text. It's just kind of a, a nice way for me to close the loop on um, on this this whole podcast. Huh, definitely not close the ongoing work with Brienne, but just to let you all know that this is a part of my life. Uh, this is my life. <laughs> a part of my life. This is my life. And it's not always easy, but it's almost always fun. <laughs> because I'm watching people grow. I'm growing myself. And we're helping each other get through this amazing, amazing, mysterious life together. So, Brianne, this podcast and my vulnerability therein are my gift to you. Listeners, thank you for joining Brianne and I on the Psilocybin Chronicles. May all of your journeys, both inward and outward, be safe and rewarding. Hey, Brianne, I'm getting ready to go into a session. And uh, this message meant so much. Um, I just, just found out like five minutes ago that they released our felony that the judge reduced our felonies. I don't have a felony anymore. I've been going through some ups and downs feeling like this work sometimes just doesn't help people like I want to. And I don't know, you're just... I really do care about all these people. You, they just... Sometimes it's a lot to carry, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it to see the relief that comes to people like you. I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. We're getting ready to go into a session. And just, this couldn't be better. It couldn't be better news. Couldn't have been better to hear from you and to hear this judge think about you a lot so many people <laughs> I just want people to feel relief and know that they're lovable and worthy we all are all of our faults <laughs> we're all beautiful we're all so beautiful and just don't see it so often <sighs> thank you thank you so much
did it hurt? 